the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Lawana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Lawana Steins, call 760-315-1967. That's 760-315-1967. Or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now, here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Lawana Steins. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. How's your awesome day going? I hope it's a good day. If it's not, it's going to get better, so don't be discouraged. You know, it's amazing. We're on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and I want to just remind you over and over and over and over again. Touch the top of your head. There you go. Touch it again one more time. There you go. Now I want you to remember a touch from above.org. All right? This way you won't forget. Log on to our website. I really want to hear from you. And I want to thank you to all those that have been writing in. It was so awesome. I got to sit down and I just sat down and answered prayer requests. And uh, some had a couple of questions. Some just had prayer requests. Some asked for healing. So, you know, I just want you to know I just get really excited. I read every single email that comes in. I don't let it go through somebody else. I read them. I love to read. First of all, my walls are filled with books. I love books, all Bible books. So I love to read. So I have no problem with that. So make sure that you do that. Another thing. Oh, my goodness. We have our play presentations coming up, and you'll you'll not know everything that's happening up, up at the Prayer Mountain. There's so many things. We have our craft fair. We have our uh, the Book of Ruth play presentation. It's so awesome. We also do the Fourth Wise Men. We also do He Is Risen. We also do Elvis Gets Saved. We have a, a younger Elvis that, you know— a one for the money. And then we have an older Elvis who realizes at the end of his life, he was really a, a real Elvis impersonator. So he really gets the audience going. But at the end of his life, I don't want to tell the whole story. He finally gets saved. It is so awesome. So you don't want to miss those. And it's so awesome. All right. I titled my message today, Honor Those Who Stand. You know, so many people today are being honored, Hollywood and crazy singers and vocalists, and even though they have great voices and everything, but you know what? Uh, They're really not the ones we need to honor. You know, Proverbs and the Word of God tells us, you know, we live in a time where uh, many say, oh, you know, don't judge me. God is, you know, you can't judge those singers. You can't judge the weirdos that are out there promoting all kinds of garbage that doesn't line up to God's word. Can I tell you, we need the Bible truth. It's important that we understand that. The Bible truth is the key to our victory. And I want to read to you John chapter 8 verse 32 says, 
Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You see, it's the truth that we need. So many out there are promoting stuff that's not truth. It's the Word of God. Let me read to you one more scripture out of Psalms chapter 25. It says, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without a cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I will wait all the day. Can I tell you, truth is so important, and we have to understand, we need Jesus heroes is what we need today. Those that are willing to stand when many won't. You know, I was thinking about this. I was at a, uh, I was driving. I was actually, at that time, I was in Colorado Springs, and I was going to Denver for something. I think I was doing a meeting. I was preaching or doing a meeting or something, and so we were driving through this area, and when I drove through this area, I saw all these. It was the state capital. That's where it was, the Denver state capital. We had to go by there. And I thought, where did all these people come from? And then I saw this great big sign that says, support abortion. We support abortion. And I thought, is this a support abortion rally? And I told my friend, pull over. He goes, what are you going to do? I said, just pull over. He goes, oh, my goodness, I know what you're going to do. You're going to go in the middle of that crowd. And you're going to preach, aren't you? And I said, well, yes, I am. So I jumped out of the car, and I thought, do you have any markers or anything bright or a big piece? of?" He goes, you know what? I got a cardboard. In the... I said, that'll do. Give me that cardboard. And I said, do you have any markers? Or anything? He happened to have markers in his car. And I wrote on there, Jesus loves the baby. And then I put Jeremiah, I can't remember, I knew you while you were yet in your mother's womb. So I wrote that on there, and I went right smack dab in the middle of that crowd. We're talking over 500 people were there. And I lifted up my banner, and all of a sudden, I am getting pushed in the back. I'm getting pushed in the front. Somebody's trying to grab my sign. You know, and I'm not really tall. I'm about five foot five. And all of a sudden, all these tall people started standing around me and pushing down my banner and I'm thinking oh my goodness so then I put my banner down and I'm looking I'm looking where can I stand where can I stand and at the state capitol in Denver they had those stairs that go all the way up 20 stairs that go up on each side of the stairs they had like a concrete pillar and that pillar was probably about eight feet tall with a slab of concrete probably four by four slab of concrete on the top and it was flat but the only way to get to that slab of concrete, you had to run up the stairs, go down the side concrete, slide down, and stand on that platform. <laughs> well, guess what I did? I said, forget it. I'm going to do that. I ran up that those stairs, slid very carefully down that little concrete thing, stood up, and that was my platform. And I had my Bible as well. And I began to preach. I tell you what, the Holy Spirit did wonders. It was like all of a sudden it got so quiet. It was like you could hear like a pin drop. 
And all of a sudden, I just brought forth the Word of God. You know, I begin to preach out of John chapter 3, how God loves and how He came into the world not to condemn you, but that through Him you might be saved. And the reason that you believe in abortion is because you're not saved. Your eyes are not open. The Bible says the truth will set you free. So I'm preaching and preaching and preaching, and the Holy Ghost began to move, and the Word just kept flying out, flying out. Word, Scripture after Scripture after Scripture after Scripture that I didn't even realize that I had memorized. And all of a sudden, it was just done. It's like the message was done. I climbed back up, climbed back down, went to the car, and I had no idea that the Denver Post newspaper was there. And all of a sudden, um, he takes his camera. I have my Bible lifted up in the air, and I'm preaching. And he gets pictures of me up on that pillar. And uh, you know what? I'm going to have to post it on my website. I think that's what I'll do. But I tell you what, you and I have to stand. We have, we're seeing so many that back down, you know, but we must be able to stand for the truth of God. Exodus chapter 18, verse 21 says, Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, of fifties, and rulers of tens. You see, we have to have godly, fearful, powerful leaders that fear God. Joshua chapter 24, reading in verse 14 says, Now therefore fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Psalms 15 verse 2 says, He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. You see, I am so grateful today for all those who have given their lives for our freedom. Did you realize how many people, do you know that flag is so valuable? How much more is our Bible? You know, those precious men and women who went to battle, knowing, knowing that very day could be their last on earth. You know, I want to share with you the heroes of faith. You know, few talk about the heroes of faith, but in Hebrews chapter 11, reading in verse 32, and it says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, also David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the deserts and mountains and dens and in caves of the earth. You see, these were the saints that made impact all around the world. They touched their whole known world in three years. Do you understand? They turned the whole known world upside down. I pray every day, Jesus, help me to turn San Diego upside down, not just San Diego, San Diego County, Carmel Mountain, Penasquitas, El Cajon, Lakeside, Carmel Mountain, Ramona, every single 
single area, National City, Barrio Logan. I said, Lord, give me San Diego County for thine inheritance, Lord. Help me not to be fearful. Help me not to be ashamed of your word, but help me to rise, Lord. You see, our number one hero is Jesus. It's Jesus. He willingly laid down his life for sinners. You see, looking into the eyes of those who put nails in his hands and his feet, he looked in those eyes with forgiveness and mercy. Those who beat him with a catanine whip and lashes across his back, again he looked in their eyes with forgiveness. Looking into those eyes who spit on him, pulled out his beard, yet he looked in their eyes, the eyes with forgiveness. You see, you and I have to understand, what did Jesus die for? The scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees? They're the ones who crucified him, and yet he became the living sacrifice for them and for you and I. What about Jesus' disciples? You see, why don't we have a memorial day for them? You know what? Because most people don't consider them heroes. Christians who have given their lives around the world for Jesus. What about Corey Tim Boom? Have you ever read uh, the story about Corey Tim Boom? What about the disciples? Do you really know anything about the disciples? Simon Peter. You know, Peter died in A.D. 64 to 68 during Nero's persecution of the Christians. Nero was a wicked, wicked, wicked man. He was so wicked, he killed his mother, he killed his brothers, he killed his family members. He killed everyone around him that might take over his kingship. You see, King Herod, what about, what about Andrew? You know, wait, let me go back to Peter. Do you know Peter was crucified upside down on that cross? Does anybody understand that he was truly a hero of the faith? What about Andrew? Andrew was crucified on a St. Andrew's cross, the cross that has the shape of an axe. He wasn't nailed to the cross. He was tied. Do you realize it took him several days before he, before he even died? And it said that he preached while hanging on that cross until the very last breath that he gave. What about James? Do you know that James died in A.D. 44? Do you realize that he was beheaded by King Herod, who had launched a new persecution of the Christians? He was the first martyr from among the twelve apostles. Did you know that? You all know about John for preaching the gospel, the Roman authorities— you know, he was, now John, there was, now you have to understand, John the Baptist was beheaded. And then John, the, the writer of Revelation, was exiled to the Greek island of Patmos. Why? But you know, this is what we don't ever realize. They threw him to that island after throwing him into a boiling oil from which he escaped by a miracle of God's grace. He received the revelation of Christ in, uh, exiled to that island where he wrote the book of Revelation. What about Philip? Philip died. Oh my goodness, how did Philip die? He died by hanging. Simon the Zealot. Simon was crucified. It was believed that, you know what, he ministered together with Thaddeus. How did Thaddeus die? He was martyred in Persia. He died with arrows shooting at him. <laughs> James, the son of Alphaeus, was crucified in the lower Egypt. And then sawed in pieces. What about Thomas? You know, I could go on and on and on and on. 
Throughout the years, many Christians have given their life for the purpose of Christ. You know what? My goal at the Prayer Mountain, you know how you have a wall of uh, heroes down in Virginia? I'm, I love our military troops. My husband was a military officer. Um, but I served in also the Fort Carson, Colorado, uh, Peterson Airfield, Air Force Academy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They would call me in just before they went to battle. Uh, like for Desert Storm, they would say, Pastor Luana, could you please come pray for our troops? I'd go into the hangar. I'd pray for about 3,000 to 4,000 different troops. Then when they went off to war, I'd make sure that some of their wives were taken care of, uh, got a team of our people uh, from church to make sure that all the women, they had diapers, their babies were okay. If they needed rides, some of them couldn't drive. So, you know, I love our military. So when they had in um, Virginia the wall of all those that have laid down their lives and you go down and to the cemetery and you see those white crosses. But I thought, Lord, so many have forgotten the heroes of faith. So my goal in the future at Prayer Mountain is to make a wall of faith, a wall of faith with Billy Graham, Hudson Taylor, D.L. Moody, all, all the different men and women that have laid down their life. David Wilkerson, Charles Spurgeon, Hudson Taylor, Amy Simple McPherson, Catherine Coleman, all these people that laid down their life for the purpose of Christ. Maybe you have a pastor that has been in ministry for 40, 50 years. You know what? We need to understand and recognize they've laid down their life. You know, and people don't realize the, what pastors go through. I've been in ministry for 43 years, folks. 43 years. Yes, there's betrayal. Yes, there's heartache. Yeah, people make fun. People mock. People leave. People come. You help people one minute and next minute. You know what? They're stabbing you in the back. You know, but you know what? That's life. Welcome to the ministry, darling. Welcome to the ministry. Because what Jesus did on that Christ cross is far more worth than any trial that I can ever go through in ministry. And this is what we have to ask ourselves. Do we want to be a Jesus hero or do you want to be a world hero? What do you want to be? Do you want to be a world, a worldly hero? No. You see, we have to understand something. Does anybody know about the lady named Anne Askew? You know, in England in 1546, she was placed in prison. Why? She was tortured for her faith. Her body was placed on a rack and stretched her joints and pulled them completely out of place. You know, she fainted from the pain, and but when she regained her conscience, she preached for two hours to her tormentors. The day of her execution, you know, she had to be carried to the stake. Why? Because her bones were dislocated and she couldn't walk. She was asked to renounce her faith while she was tied to the stake. Do you know what her final words were? I did not come here to deny my Lord and my Master. Did you know that Anne died praying for her, her murderer in the midst of the flames that engulfed her? You see, we forget. We, we have the world that's all around us, and so many Christians today, they, I love you with all my heart, now don't get mad at me, but they're engulfed in the recognition of the world. I want recognition of the world. I don't know about you, but I don't want the recognition of the world. I want the recognition of heaven. 
I want to be known in heaven. I don't want to be recognized here on earth. And we have to know this. It's so important. You know, just a few years ago, ISIS executed 21 Christians. I don't know if you ever read about that on the beach in Liberia. Do you know millions of Christians have been killed, raped, beheaded, tortured, burned alive for their faith? A day is ahead of us, dear church. We're seeing today that Christians are persecuted. And we have to understand, you know, don't shrink back because somebody makes fun of you. You know, you haven't given your life unto blood. Oh, they made fun of me. They're, they're making fun of me. They're mocking me. I can't bring my Bible. Don't forget what Jesus told us. Jesus said for us to stand strong. And do you realize he said in John fifteen eighteen, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. First John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Do not love the world, nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do you know a young boy in Africa? His name is James Jeddah. Do you realize that young boy was only 10 years old? And, he, you know, he was asked to help make a fire. And then they asked him, Will you renounce your Jesus? He said, I can't. Jesus is my Savior. Do you know they beat him up? So badly, he's only 10 years old, and then they threw him into the fire. They threw him into that fire and left him with a terrible scar. Thank God he escaped. Can I tell you that we have to understand how important it is to preach the gospel and to stand strong. We see Christian martyrs all around. A couple years back, well, it was more than a couple years, I think maybe seven years ago, maybe even eight, uh, I did a conference for 400 pastors in Pakistan. And do you realize that after that conference was over, there were three of those pastors that were out in the street in Lahore, Pakistan. They were preaching the gospel, just loving Jesus, just sharing the good news. Do you realize they surrounded those three pastors? Oh, it just makes me almost cry when I think about it. They took diesel oil, threw them diesel oil on all three of them and told them to renounce their faith. And you know what? And they were preaching on out there on those streets in Pakistan and Lahore, and they burned them alive. Can I tell you that the true heroes are those that are willing to stand in these last days? Yes, we'll get persecuted. Yes, we'll get opposition. But this home, this place here is not our home. We're just passing through. We're just here for a moment and gone. Do you realize that in a blink of an eye, that fast, you'll leave from this earth, you'll step into eternity. And we'll be with our Jesus with a glorious body. Can I? Can you imagine when they killed all those different disciples? They stood before the Lord with a brand new body and Jesus welcomed them. Come into the kingdom of God. Welcome thou faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. You see, we forget that. So when they make fun of you at work, don't get all bent out of shape. Don't, sorry, don't get mad at me. Don't be whining like a baby. They made fun of me. You didn't die on a cross upside down. You didn't get oil put on you. You didn't get arrows pierced through you. So they made a few little jeering marks. Oh, well, count it all joy. Pray for them. Look in their eyes with mercy like Jesus did. Maybe you're here today and, you know, I'm talking to you. You almost wanted to quit your job because you're being persecuted. Can I tell you, you're the light on that job. You're there because God put you there. Don't just walk away. I'm talking to you, Mama. You're about ready to throw in the towel. You're so angry and so mad, and you're about ready to leave your marriage because, you know what, you just feel so overwhelmed. Don't. Don't. Jesus is the healer. He's your strength. He's your rock. He's your refuge. Oh, listen to me, Mama. 
Don't be discouraged. Those teenagers are rebellious. Don't worry. That's just that age. They'll be all right. Keep holding to the word. Keep bringing them to church. Don't waver. Don't let them have their way. You look at them real nice and smile and say, you look at them real nice and you smile and say, darling, get your butt in the car. You're going to church whether you like it or not. When you get to 18, you can go to hell on your own watch, but not on my watch. Get up, get in the car right now. And if you don't, I'm pulling that car away. I'm pulling that phone away and I'm getting this away. I'm going to throw this away. I'm going to throw your TV away. All right, I'm getting in the car. Okay, I'm getting in the car. Watch how fast they run to the car. Start making a stand. The Lord is our rock. He is our refuge. Let me pray for you. Jesus, forgive me. I'm so sorry. Lord, I haven't stood the way I needed to stand, and I need extra strength. Father, cover me in your precious blood from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, Lord God, and help me, Lord. Please forgive me for whining. Please forgive me for complaining. Father, help me to lay down my life that I may stand for Jesus wherever I am. Amen. Now, you said that prayer. Can I tell you, let's get you equipped. Get up to the prayer mountain for a church service. Maybe the problem is is because you don't go to church. You need to get your rumpus bumpus in the car and take a drive. A church alive is worth the drive. Get up to the prayer mountain. 10 a.m., come casual. We're a church without walls. We do have a wooden, beautiful pavilion that's big. We can roll down walls, but it's time for you to get back into the house of the Lord. Come up to the mountain of the Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you. And Jesus wants to be your refuge and your strength. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Dr. Luana Steins. Have you read her book, A Mother's Story? It's a must-read, a heart-gripping true story, a murdered husband, a single mother, and a fight through cancer. For your gift of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story. Send your support to A Touch From Above, P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065, or give online at atouchfromabove.org. Join us Sunday at 10 a.m. for a church service up at the Prayer Mountain, 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. We're only 35 minutes from anywhere in San Diego County. And besides, a church alive is worth the drive. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to A Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touchfromabove.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.